Paleo Runner Podcast is devoted to finding better ways to live, run, train, and eat. I'm your host, Aaron Olson. You can find more information by going to paleorunner.org. If you enjoy the show, please leave a review on iTunes. Search for Paleo Runner in iTunes and click on Ratings and Reviews. I wanted to take a minute to let you know about a product that I've been using over the past few weeks called 3Fuel. 3Fuel is a sports drink that utilizes fats, proteins, and carbohydrates as a fuel source. Unlike other sugary sports drinks, 3Fuel gets absorbed slowly into your bloodstream and gives you energy throughout your workout. It won't give you a blood sugar spike like other sports drinks, which means that you can continue to utilize fats throughout your workout. I do a lot of time trials during my training, and since I've been using 3Fuel, I've run some of my fastest times this year in the 10K and 10 mile. I took 45 seconds off from my previous workout for both the 10K and 10 mile and brought my times down to 59 minutes and 36 minutes. Another thing about 3Fuel is that it doesn't cause GI distress like other sports drinks tend to do. If you'd like to try it out, you can get 10% off by using the coupon code 3FOLSON. That's 3, the letter F, Olson, O-L-S-O-N. You can go to paleorunner.org and click 3Fuel at the top of the page to get the coupon code. If you're listening on the podcast app for iPhone, click on the link displayed on the app right now. My guest today is Christina Folsick. Christina is an ultra runner and adventure athlete. Her website is christinafolsick.com. I first heard about Christina when she won the 2012 Superior 100-mile ultra endurance race in the Sawtooth Mountains of northern Minnesota. Christina, thanks so much for being part of the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on. So for our listeners, can you go into a little bit about your background, about how you got into ultra running? I actually lived a very sedentary lifestyle for a long time. And when I was about, I don't even remember now, 17 or 18 years old, I took off mountain biking, had multiple injuries from that, and then became a mountain climber. And then just started ultra running as a joke. I never trained for any of my races, and I would do an annual 50-miler. And that's not really a smart thing to do because I ended up with a terrible injury a okay. couple of years ago in 2011. Okay. So well, after a terrible year, I actually hired a running coach and got a great physical therapist and got myself healed up. Uh-huh. And somehow my coach made me fast. Yeah. Um, you said that you suffered some injury. Well, you said a few things there. You used to run a 50-mile race every year without training. How did you even do that? I, and what what brought you to try to do that? It was just a friend and took him seriously. I thought it was funny. Um, I thought it would be funny to run. 50 miles and figure I would do one and never do it again mm-hmm. and I did the Vermont 50 I had the time of my life mm-hmm. but I still didn't want to have to train for anything mm-hmm. so I would just make it my goal once a year to show up and finish this thing without training <laughs> and how did that go for you I finished um the recovery is ridiculous from not training it was a couple of days of barely being able to walk um everything hurt and obviously <clears throat> not able to function for a few weeks afterwards uh-huh. and then finally in 2011 I thought it would be funny to do a hundred miler <laughs> and I kind of started training, but my training went from running no miles a week to about 50 miles a week, and I tore my doctor in two areas and broke my pubic bone. Oh my gosh. It was awful. What was so the recovery think, like from that? How did you get over that injury? Um, Actually, I was bad. I was supposed to be on bed rest, so I had two weeks of bed rest and was able to walk again, decided I'd go for a 10-mile run, Um, ended up back on bed rest, and that was pretty much the cycle of 2011 until October when I re-injured everything, and I just had to, at that point, um, take several months off, and it was not fun. And that was when I made the decision to hire a running coach not to get fast, but stop myself from injuring, um, to learn how to train properly, and to be able to actually complete, you know, a race scene free. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I heard about you when you ran the Superior 100 mile, and that year I did the marathon, and you've got to tell me what the other 74 miles were like, because that marathon um, was just impossible for me. It was so difficult, and the number of rocks and routes and ups and downs in that course was just incredible. It totally wiped me out. How, what was the 
rest of that race like for you? It was the same thing, but I, I really enjoy the rocks and the routes, and I loved the um, short climbs, the short descent. The course was absolutely gorgeous. Um, I did almost drop out. Um, I think it was about mile 35. I had a horrible headache from the start, and after about 20 minutes sitting down and crying my eyes out, my coach, my pacer, and the runner, Cheryl Wheeler, who is a runner I respect greatly. She's incredible. Um, her husband spent some time with me, and they literally talked me into getting up, walking to the next aid station, and they got me some Tylenol, and my headache went away, and I just felt good. Um, and I had a great pacer. I mean, I'm a chatter. I talk to people nonstop during the race, and she's very chatty. So she just, we were laughing the whole time. Um, it, it was awesome. So you mentioned there that you had to get a coach to kind of rein you back a little. Do you always just jump into things? Is this uh, common for you in other areas of your life, or just in running? Oh, everything. Um, the mountain biking, I started racing competitively a couple months after I started mountain biking. Um, the mountain climbing, I just went absolutely nuts with that, and I was pretty stupid about it. I don't know how I'm still alive, but um, kind of took a few steps back from that as well. Mm-hmm. And the running, you know, same thing, just open head first. And I, mm-hmm. I don't recommend doing that yeah. at all. What kind of mi- mileage are you doing right now t- for your training? Um, you know, it varies this year. My biggest week was just over 100 miles. Um, right now, I'm about 70 miles a week. And okay. then I'm also teaching about a dozen girls to learn how to trail run. So I run with them a few times a week as well. Okay. Wow. Um, is there strength training involved in that too? There is. Um, I do two days a week of lifting weights. And, you know, I kind of work upper and lower body. And throughout the season, the type of weight training that I do actually changes. Okay. So you you didn't start with a marathon first. You you just went right to the 50 milers, right? No, I actually did. Um, My gosh, I broke my back two years later out of sight. I decided I would start running because the doctor told me I never could. <laughs> so I ran two and a half miles down a hill and I had to walk. It was awful all the way back up. And my friend thought it was funny. So he told me to go do a 15-mile trail race in a couple of weeks. And I did end up doing that. I finished the race, bleeding feet, um, fell a million times and it took forever, but I finished. And about a month later, I tried to complete my first trail marathon again without training. And I had an IT band issue and I glassed at mile 19, couldn't walk. And I tried to crawl the last six miles and the aviation workers literally walked me off the course and said, you're done, your race is over. Um, but the next year I came back, I ran the marathon, I ran my first 50 and kind of made it an annual fun thing to do. Okay. A lot of people that I have on the show talk about diet. Is that something that's important to you in your ultra running? It is. It's huge. Um, I actually had a horrendous diet last year. My coach got so mad at me. Wolfie pies, I'd be pounding those down left and right. Um, my pre-race food was always donut, cookies, um, brownies, anything junk I could get my hands on. And I recently, well, actually last year, discovered that I have a gluten intolerance, mm. which was causing a lot of issues during my races, um, a lot of GI distress. And I started working with a nutritionist this year who is helping me keep my weight up because I tend to lose weight too quickly and get sick from that. Um, but it's also teaching me to feel myself better, um, you know, completely cut the gluten out of my diet and not cheat, which has made you know, a huge improvement in my racing too. Mm-hmm. What have you replaced the gluten with? Are are you like on a paleo diet or have you just cut out gluten? What kind of things are you eating now? I completely cut out gluten, which that was the biggest change for me this year because I would cheat before and just deal with being sick. I eat a lot of um, lean proteins. I do eat meat. I tried the vegetarian thing. It just, I didn't feel good doing vegetarian. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily like meat a whole lot, but I do eat it. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of veggies, um, a lot of fruit. Um, and pretty much everything's home cooked. I don't really eat out and I don't eat any prepared I like those frozen meals, things like that. Mm-hmm. How about during the race? I, during the race, I do dates. I really like the EFS products. I do their gels. Um, I do their powdered electrolyte drink. I don't run that only in my bladder because I'll end up, again, with GI distress if I have too much of that stuff. So I'll have it in small quantities. Um, I really don't cook the eight days of food anymore. Most of it's not gluten-free anyways, and I don't know what's in it. Mm-hmm. I'll grab a banana. But I really don't eat a ton during the races. Okay. So you, you said you used to have GI distress. Was that just what, what kind of thing?
things. Is this something you found common? Um, I, I know I also had some GI distress before I went on a paleo style, style diet, which is like uh, cut, it cuts out the gluten and some other things. But what kind of things were you having to deal with? It was just severe puking and diarrhea. And I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was every single race over 15 miles. Mm-hmm. It would happen. Um, after working with a nutritionist, the biggest mistake I was making is what was I doing two days before the race? I started eating pasta and I'd be eating all the donuts and whoopie pies, um, things like that the morning of the race. And that would start causing problems. Mm-hmm. Um, cutting out the gluten, I haven't had an issue. Um, I had a real bad issue at Leona Devise about two weeks ago, but that was my own undoing. I just had way too many carbs. It was hot out um, and overdid it with the electrolyte drink and it just caused a, a really difficult race. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm learning. I think we're all always learning about our diet and what our bodies like and what they don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, as I was looking on your website, something I found was that you actually lead women's running camps. Can you talk a little bit about what those are? Absolutely. Um, I actually have two websites, and I think you saw my personal one. I have mm-hmm. another one, which is um, DangerGirlD, like dog, H like horse, dot com, and that one talks about all my racing. Mm-hmm. Um, I basically do two things. Right now, I'm starting a six month. Actually, we're five weeks into it. It's a couch to running a half trail marathon program. Mm-hmm. I have about a dozen women that I'm coaching, and these are people who really have either never worked out a day in their life or have been sedentary for a long time. And we're starting with a very simple run program. We meet once a week. I give them a four-week schedule that they follow, and they get unlimited emails with me. So if something is bothering them or they have an issue, um, need to adjust their schedule, I take care of that right away. And five weeks into it, I'm just impressed with the improvement that they're making. Mm-hmm. So they're already running about twice as long as they were able to before. Um, one of my girls yesterday ran five miles for the first time, which was just huge. Um, it's just a lot of fun. Um, really, the goal is they're training for Vulcan Fury, which is a race in New Hampshire in October. It's about 13 miles long, and it's a lot of fun, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited to be there for them. And I promise I'll make them cakes, and I have a couple other goodies that I'll be giving the girls, too, when they finish. You're, you're going to make them gluten-free cakes? I'm actually making a gluten-free and a um, regular one. Okay. Uh, there are two people that are gluten-free, mm-hmm. and then everybody else wants their regular junky one. But part of the program <laughs> is encouraging a lifestyle change so I'm really trying to teach them you know don't eat the pastries for breakfast ha- have a complete meal you know whatever if you want to be vegetarian um, paleo whatever you want to do just make sure that's healthy and really reduce the amount of junk that you're eating mm-hmm. really your body will perform better if you put the good fuel into it so now that you've had the chance to kind of jump jump first into things and learn the wrong way to do it what have you found that's helpful with guiding these women to, to trail running that really helps them on the trail do you have any suggestions for new new runners? Yeah, take it easy. I mean, I go in head first and you're just like riddled with injury and it's not fun. Um, honestly, most people don't like to suffer. I'm one of the few that I enjoy it. Um, you know, I'm trying to make this fun. Mm-hmm. So if you're allowed to walk parts of it and run parts of it and slowly build on your fitness, um, create a social environment, um, create fun little rewards, not food rewards, but, you know, maybe treat yourself to a new book or just trying to encourage people to have fun with it um, and create healthy rewards. I think it's going to help them in the long run. And one of the cool things is Um, Most of these women have children, and their children are starting to ask about, you know, what's it like to run, and they're becoming interested in living a healthier lifestyle as well. Mm -hmm. And I think that's pretty fun. Um, There is a second camp that I'm doing in 2014 that's going to be for more advanced runners, um, and that's a weekend retreat up in New Hampshire, which will be really, really cool. Okay. So how many many, uh, ultramarathons have you done since you started? I don't even know. Um, (laughs) 
I don't know, probably between 10 and 20. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. One of the things that I find about endurance running and long distance running especially is the mental aspect is really powerful and it, it really takes kind of a tough mindset to finish a race when you might not be having a good day and your legs are cramping or something like that. Um, how have you found, how is the mental side of things played into your training and racing? It's huge. If you don't have the mindset that you want to finish that race or you're going to finish that race, you won't finish and you won't have fun. Um, I go into it with the attitude knowing it's going to be hard. There's going to be moments where I'm going to cry. I'm not going to feel good. But then I'm going to have those moments that are just beyond fun and static, exciting. Um, you know, you feel proud that you can go that far. You know, there's a lot of different emotions that you experience. And really, I mean, now that I train, I find that the harder you train, the more enjoyable the race actually is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Getting through the training is the hardest part. I mean, there's nothing fun about running 100 miles a week. Mm, yeah. At how, least for me. How do you stay motivated to do that? <laughs> I just focus on a race. I focus on, um, you know, my own personal goals. And, you know, if you want to be competitive, you have to put in the work. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe anybody has the ability to become very competitive, become a very good runner. But the difference between, you know, the different levels is how much are you willing to put into it? Mm-hmm. It's a huge time commitment, expensive. You have to eat properly, fuel yourself. Um, you know, there's just, there's a lot to it. You go through shoes a lot faster when you run that many miles. Mm-hmm. How have you avoided overtraining with, um, I'm, is this your is this your full-time job or do you have something else that you do? You know, I was doing dental hygiene full-time and racing the level that I'm racing at now, I just don't have the time to work full-time as a dental hygienist and get out of work and put in the miles because sometimes midweek I'm doing 15, 20 mile runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I do it very part-time. It's per diem. I do the running coaching and I help my fiance manage his business that he owns, which is washing houses. Mm-hmm. So, so I how, do a little bit of everything. So how have you been able to avoid overtraining? Because I know that's something that uh, a lot of people deal with when they start to up their mileage is, you know, uh, warding off the injuries and making sure you're getting enough recovery. What have you found? Are, what are some tips you've found for recovering properly? Get a coach. It's um, it's amazing what having structure in your schedule can do for your running. Most of us, it's funny, you would think that you wouldn't want to do extra miles, but most of us do a lot more than we're supposed to or train at a higher intensity that we're supposed to. And, you know, I, I really believe that a coach isn't just designed to make you fast or turn you into an elite runner. You know, I, I think using a coach to help you run the best you can injury-free so you can have a long running career and enjoy your races, you know, is all a good reason to hire one. Mm-hmm. Do you coach uh, only in New Hampshire or do you coach from afar too? I, I coach beginners. I do online um, and I do the face-to-face, so I have two different coaching programs. Um, I don't do intermediate runners, you know, anybody that wants to do more than that and already has quite the background. I refer him to actually my coach, Jack Hilla, who works out of Vermont and he is just, he's incredible. He's changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, he is a tough coach, but he is just amazing mm-hmm. and he's got a good heart. Mm-hmm. I like teaching people how to run, um, mostly because I still see myself as a beginner runner. I still remember what it feels like to struggle, to suffer, um, to have a hard time. And I really enjoy to get people past that emotional barrier and bring them into the side of running that is really fun and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. So r- what races are you training for right now? I have um, Cayuga 50, which is in New York, and that's in three weeks, I think it's June 8th. And then my next key race will be the Hampshire 100, which is a, a brand new uh, 100K, and that's in New Hampshire. That's August 18th. And then my ultimate goal race for the year is um, U-Rock, and that's out in Vail in September, September 28th. And I'll be doing Kenodi 100 miler on November 2nd. Wow. Awesome. Well, good luck on those. Thank you. Do you have a favorite race or a race that's most meaningful to you? I do, and they just stopped putting it on this year. Um, Nipmuc 16, it's in Connecticut. It was by far the most enjoyable race I've ever done. It's also the very first trail race that I ever did, so I think that made me biased. And this year, they decided to stop running it. And mm. it was very sad. Mm. It's just such a fun race. It's early. It's in April. Everybody's happy. It's like the first race of the season. Um, so yeah, 
that that was my favorite. Mm-hmm. What is the train out in New Hampshire like for training? Hilly, rocky, rooty, um, ridiculously hard. Mm-hmm. Very similar to Sawtooth, actually. Okay. You know, it's just it's relentless. It just goes and goes and goes. So do you have a lot of trails near where you live? Oh, tons of trails. Um, where I live, I'm kind of in between three state parks, which have great trails. And my fiance and I actually host um, a couple of races throughout the year. The Airbrook Trail Marathon in July, and that park is incredible. It's a 27 mile loop that we put on, and you don't repeat the same trail twice. And then I'm actually starting a summer cross country series in Northwood, New Hampshire, which will be on Wednesday night. And um, just a little three and a half mile race for you know that's the long race. And then there's two free races, which are um, a toddler race, and you just run to a cooler popsicles and pick one out. And then a one mile short race, and all the proceeds from that go right back into Northwood Meadows. Okay. Kind of nice. So and of course the white. What's that? The white mountains are two hours away, so those are pretty fun to play in too. Oh, nice. Okay. Um, what kind of shoes do you wear when you're out there on the trail running? La Sportiva. Um, if it's most of my runs, I use the La Sportiva Helios, and it's a newer shoe. Um, just has the four millimeter drop. The traction is really good on those. Um, for the shorter hilly terrain where I need a ton of traction, I actually wear the La Sportiva Anacondas, and I do the mountain races with those shoes. Okay. Have you found um, any advantage to uh, switching to that four millimeter drop shoe? That's probably is that like a more minimal type shoe? Have you gotten you into know, the, it, that style of shoe? You know, minimal as far as drop goes, but it has a ton of cushion. Uh-huh. I'm a wuss. I can't do the barefoot thing. It hurts. I get bruises on the bottom of my feet, and it's just not fun for me. Yeah. Um, I like a low drop shoe because I feel I can run more naturally. I don't roll my ankles when I have a lower drop shoe either. Um, and I, it just feels good on my body, but I need a lot of cushion. And mm-hmm. that's what's nice about the Helios is you get the low drop, but you get a ton of cushion. Okay. Okay. So what's the toughest race that you've ran so far? Um, toughest physically and emotionally or the toughest terrain-wise? Uh, either. Okay. Terrain-wise, autos, um, just unreal. <laughs> I've never seen a hundred miles of rocks and roots and single track. I do want to go back to that race someday. I do want to try to go under 24 hours. Um, that course is just ridiculously fun and hard. Um, emotionally, last week, Leona divide because I got sick at mile 16 and spent the next 34 miles um, with vomiting and diarrhea. It was over 90 degrees, which I wasn't ready for. And it was just trying to finish that thing. That was the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. What is that like when you're running and you go on past, say, 12 hours and it's getting dark and, and you're starting to la- uh, suffer from lack of sleep? How do you train for that? And what is that like? I don't train for it. Um, it's actually very surreal. You know, you, most of these races are, you get to see the sun come up um, and then you look forward to the sun going down. And it's really cool because the sun goes down and then it's dark and sometimes the stars are out and it's beautiful and it's very surreal to run at night like that and then all of a sudden there's a point in the morning where you do get pretty tired and you just keep going on autopilot but then you hear the birds and you hear all the things in the woods coming to life and the sun comes up and you know it's just surreal is the only word to describe it it's amazing Mm -hmm. do you suffer from sleep exhaustion or is is there so much adrenaline going that it just keeps you up it just keeps you up like I mean you do get a little tired for a couple hours but once the sun comes back up it's like you never lost any sleep it's a very strange feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of person I can't stay up past nine o'clock. I'm like sound asleep at nine. Okay. So, do you have any tips for people who are interested in this and want to get started as far as staying motivated, staying injury free? Yeah, definitely. You know, as a hire a running coach, um, mm-hmm. ease into it. Don't do what I did. Don't say how I'm going to run this distance and not train. You know, put in the miles. Um, ramp up your miles slowly. You know, learn how to fuel yourself properly. And when you get to the race, smile. You know, when, when things hurt, if you smile, it makes it so much easier to tolerate. And it sounds like the stupidest thing to do. But no matter how much I'm struggling, I try to put a smile on my face. Uh, Christina, it's been great talking to you today. Thanks so much for being part of the show. All right. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to another episode of Paleo Runner Podcast. For more information, go to paleorunner.org. Thanks for listening.